they charge me with resisting arrest. Get that confidence in jail. I object. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Allegedly Bravo. I'm Cash. And I'm Lauren. Hi. Hi, 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 you guys. It has been so long. I have arisen from the ashes. So (laughs) much has happened. Life has been wild. Lauren has been so patient. You guys have been patient, but I'm back. You're back. You're back. You're not only back. It's like you're back in a new skin. Like you've survived. You've survived a bout of COVID. (laughs) R.I.P. You guys, I got COVID bad last week. I had a really severe fever. Well, got to 103.7, which I think is the highest temperature I've ever had. Oh my God. And I guess this is, this wave of COVID is very fevery. Like everybody, mm-hmm. it's more flu than it is um, cold. Yeah. Even though I got like every illness. I feel oh like my I, got God. A, I had like the flu and then I had a cold and then I got an ear infection. And then... <laughs> you've, you've experienced like the entire gamut of medical symptoms any person could have for anything. <laughs> But that's not even the craziest part is, so I obviously moved. We got into the house. The Mm -hmm. furniture's here. Yeah. We got settled in. My office is set up, got COVID. And then I quit my job today. Fuck yeah, you (laughs) fucking did. Yes. I, I don't know if it was the like delirious mind of COVID that I had where you're laying in bed and all you're doing is like thinking of life. Uh (laughs) I don't know what it was. I don't know if I was in a fever dream or what, but I just couldn't do it anymore. And I put in my, I gave them like three weeks notice, but you're so nice. I have a feeling they're just going to tell me to go bye-bye. Go on and scoot. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Like you guys, anyone who is in a crazy ass job that they don't love, that is just overworking you. Here's what you have to remember. A job is a company and companies aren't people. They don't have feelings. You have feelings. You should take care of those feelings. Always quit your job. Well, always quit your job if you're not happy. And I really, my sister and I have been on this, you and I am including you too, of this not like kind of a rebirth in terms of our careers and, Mm -hmm. and really valuing the importance of being happy at work like Mm -hmm. and truly finding something that is of a passion rather than a career and something that we enjoy I'm still going to stay in the legal field I have been applying for jobs so pray for me Mm -hmm. but I want to find and I want to work with a firm that is smaller like a boutique firm that truly values their clients where there's like more interaction there's mentorship like I am not a corporate girly. I figured out. Yeah. And you know what? Better to figure it out now than later. And you know, there are people that are truly into corporate lifestyle. Like they live it, they breathe it. Like they love that cult mentality. And I'm not one of them because I can't put up and I can't feed into the bullshit Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term. And and I feel like our generation's like that. And that's why I do too. Like tech companies are so popular, but 
yeah, it's been, it's been a wild ride. Oh my God. I have like literally been having a front row seat to this whole thing. And like the COVID front row seat was like upsetting to hear about. Cause you are so <laughs> sick. I was so sick. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, do I like order an IV over there? But I don't know her new address yet. Like all this stuff was like going well, through my head. Like, what do I do? You guys, it got so bad that, um, George Glass said, we need to get an IV over there. And I was like, they can't come in the house. Right. Well, like, you that's stick your the arm problem. out the window though, maybe. And I was like, I can't, I can't leave the house. You guys, I left the house for the first time today. And that the first time since May 30th. Oh my God. Yeah. No, May 29th. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> so I guess it makes sense. I quit my job. <laughs> your job's like no baby girl you didn't quit you're fired you're out of time off I know and I felt so and it's the brain fatigue and the brain fog that just kicks your ass but a positive of being sick you guys I binge watched (laughs) almost every episode of drag race I had to stop because I was it was getting so predictable and it, you know, it just yeah. gets repetitive. You need, a, you need a palate cleanser sometimes. Yeah. So I then got into modern family. Ugh. And then of course I was watching our housewives mm-hmm. and I have a lot of comments and Please, I don't know if we want to go. I don't know if we want to go franchise to franchise, um, but I have comments about a handful. So, okay, let's go franchise to franchise. But before we do, I need to recommend a show to you. If you liked modern family, you should watch the show called the middle. What's that about? It's a hysteria. I fucking love this show. It's a little Uh sitcom of like a family in the Midwest. Who's just like a whole, like wholesome family living, like kind of paycheck to paycheck and like their kids are, are like <laughs> right <laughs> it's like their kids and just like their family life and it's just so funny like it's just huh. so funny and cute okay. and fun yeah yeah I I always thought modern family was really cheesy and then I watched it and I was like this is hilarious Cam and Mitch are the two best. of probably my favorite characters of all time that have ever yeah. graced a television screen Cam is just and we've realized in our relationships, because my George Glass l- loves Modern Family as well, uh-huh. that I am Cam. <laughs> like, A thousand percent, you're Cam, and George Glass is the other the, the other one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, I watch. I just watch so much TV. Good, you deserve it. And you know what? Let this be a lesson to every one of us. Mm-hmm. If you can do it, quit your job. Yeah, if you and- can't do it, let us know how we can help you find a new job before you quit your job. Yeah. For real. But don't doubt yourself. And that's something mm-hmm. that you have really drilled into me is stop doubting who you are and what you're capable of. Yeah. Believe in yourself, believe in your future and your success. And when you start doing that, things and doors will open. And it's so sometimes, true. sometimes you just have, to, I've never quit a job and not had a job lined up in my uh-huh. entire life. Yeah. So to be doing it now, especially leaving such a stable, lucrative job, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, 
it's nuts, but I also feel so much better. Good. Good. You should. I mean, we only have, I mean, literally if this entire pandemic, like from 2020 forward has taught me anything, it's like our, our moments are so limited. Like whether it's, you know, someone else that takes you out, a sickness that takes you out, whether it's like COVID or literally anything else, like Mm -hmm. there's just so many things that can happen that it's like, it's, it's not worth it to be so, you know, Mm -hmm. by the end of the day, if you feel beat up, like that's not right. Yeah. Yeah. And then to be able to sit here on a Friday in the afternoon talking about my girls. I mean, what could be better? And I have, okay, can we start? And I hate to do this to people because this show's been off for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. But just really quickly, I want to round up New Jersey. Okay. Did you watch it? I did. Okay. Did you watch the, did you watch the reunions? Yes. Okay. So I just, I really want to talk about Teresa because she has reached her peak and she is having her fall from grace. Okay. In my opinion. Okay. And Louis has grown on me. And I think that is a general consensus in the, at least in the Bravo universe, because I watched the watch what happens live with the, the husband special. And they did a poll about whether or not people's opinions of Louis had changed. And it was like 60%. Like it was very high. Mm. And I, and why did it change? Because he lost his job. Or what? No, I, I think it changed because one, he explained himself. And then two, you get these clips of him trying to talk to like Teresa's so erratic that it makes Louie look level-headed and mild. Yeah. And he's the one who's talking her off the ledge of like, sit down, yeah. calm down, take a breath, stop saying these things. It's hurtful and it's making him look normal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I you're right. I can and, see that. I have something so no, controversial don't to say. say it. Don't. Are you going to tell me you're attracted to him? No, 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 okay. no, no. He's, yeah. he's, he's too blistery for me. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's, I, I feel like Louie is, um, one, I think that Teresa has special needs. Okay. That is, I think there's a learning disability there and that is in no way to be disrespectful. I think it's the truth. I think it's the thing everyone has been dancing around and I think people are too afraid to say it. I think there's a legitimate learning disability there. Yeah. And their relationship gives me the vibe of like Teresa's in like a, I don't know what the right term to use is, is in a, like Sylvan learning center. Yeah, is in like a developmental learning center, and uh-huh. Louis is her her aide. Oh wow! <laughs> wow, that was a big thing to hear right before I took a sip of wine. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's what it gives me. Like, it gives me student teacher aide. Like, he's her helper. Like, he's her government assistant. You know, <laughs> like her caregiver. I get it, and I'm just gonna elaborate on this by saying like. When Teresa married Joe Judice, is it Judice or Judice? I don't know, but that is two people who have learning disabilities that decided to get together. Well, because they were so young when they got married. And yeah, then I and feel she- like they just got money and stuff. So it's like nobody needed to try to do <laughs> right. <laughs> how, how it got there, we know. 
But yeah. like they didn't have to do anything like that hard. We'll be back after a quick break. Finding Ruby is the incredible true story of a 16-year-old tricked by a seemingly innocent Facebook message. A message that would lead her from the protection of the mountains to the nightmare of an online trafficking den. Her first message to me was like, Hi, are you looking for a job? Ruby is hidden from the world, from everyone except her abusers. But she isn't alone. There is a team of people looking for her, and they will stop at nothing to find her. This isn't just the fight of her life, it's their fight too. Search for Finding Ruby today. I mean, that could be, I, I, you could, I like, to me, Teresa is, she is not a smart human. She's a great mother. And I think she's very smart when it comes to parenting because mm-hmm. she has raised incredible children. Who she's are a very good mom, self- a really oh my good God. mom. Her kids are so self-aware. They're so successful. Yeah. That one is going to be like a professional dancer. Oh, there's one. Um, the, the youngest one that oh. Adriana, they are the all so cute. Yeah. They're gorgeous. Like she is an incredible mom, but when it comes to her ability to be able to have a conversation on the housewives to, to think logically, rationally, to think critically, those, she does not have those skills. Yeah. And that, I don't know, like we just, why aren't we talking about it? I mean, like, why are we pretending that Jackie and Teresa are in the same are on the same level. I don't know. Do you believe the rumors that Jackie is not coming she, back? It's been confirmed. Uh, She's Fran- not coming back. <laughs> she literally bared her soul to us. So Frank Catania was on the morning toast with the morning toast girls. And Love he that. sat down and had an interview and they asked him if those rumors were true. And he said, look, she's filming, but he insinuated that yes, she was a friend of, but things can always change. Like she can, have a great year, have a great storyline. But I just, I think it's so disrespectful. Like talk about being burned. Especially when like, I thought that her storyline was the most compelling one of the bunch. Like that was the storyline I looked forward to watching. Like the only reason that I kept tuning in was because like, I loved her. So I genuinely, I think this could be a situation where, the housewife made the choice to demote, to be demoted. Mm. Because if you go back and watch the reunion, Jackie is adamant that this show saved her life. And I think she's more than happy that she shared that story because it saved her. Yeah. And I think that she's so focused on recovery that she can't give a hundred percent to the show. And I, I bet her, cause um, what's her husband's name? Mr. Evan. Evan, thank you. Mm -hmm. They're very smart and like very in tune with their emotions. And he is so supportive of her that I can see them having a sit down of like, Uh Hey, this is taking a toll. You're in a really good place. You're healthy. You've gained weight. Like you have a good relationship with food right now. Mm -hmm. Like let's not jeopardize that. And they're financially fine. They're financially fine. Yeah. They're so rich. And I really, really, really believe another, another great mother another great mother you know I do have to say there are a lot of bad mothers in in the category of all the real housewives that we've seen but you think so I mean 
Tamara like didn't talk to her daughter for a while. I'm just saying that I will defend Tamara. And like, that. I'll defend, defend her. Yeah, I will. Cause we don't know. We don't know what's happened behind closed doors. Simon was a psychopath and who knows what type of fuel he has. Well, I get that. that. I get that. I get that. And I understand that. But that being said, a very good family friend of ours had a kid that was in Tamara's daughter's class growing up. And so I've just heard too much. Like, for example, she was barred from coming on campus because she got into screaming fights with teachers. Well, I mean, that tracks, (laughs) (laughs) but it's like, does that make you a bad parent? (laughs) Does that make you a bad parent? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) I I get, I get it. But what I'll say is every single one of the moms on um, New Jersey, like makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Yeah. It's because it's such a good familial atmosphere. I agree. It's so good. Mm-hmm. But anyways, those are my thoughts on Jersey. Real Housewives of New Jersey. Uh-huh. Next up is Atlanta. Have you been watching it? I have not. I've been okay. so overwhelmed with everything else. I somewhat, can't wait to binge it though. Yeah. Somewhat lackluster right now. Oh. I have major problems with Drew. I don't know if you remember her mm-hmm. from last season and her mm-hmm. husband, who is an, a pathological liar and mm-hmm. a psychopath. Yeah. And the fact that they're giving that man airtime, air wild, but there's a new housewife who is an Olympic athlete. She's wow. a runner and her husband is retired pro NFL, two-time Super Bowl champion. She's a runner. She's a jack star. Wow. Are they're, they hot? I bet they're so hot. They're just like such a cute couple. They've been married for like 20 something years. And I just love the Olympics. I do too. So I, I do too. I never felt more patriotic than whenever anyone wins the Olympics and I cannot stop crying. I can't. Um, okay. Back to, back to Atlanta. I it's been somewhat lackluster, but we have Kenya who is like the peacekeeper somehow this year. Wow. And I think it's because she met her match and the husband that she married. She's married. She was. Oh. And they had a kid together, Brooklyn. And I think she met her match with psycho oh, level right. of psychoness. And it's, I think it's calmed her down. Yeah. And she's like very level headed and she looks spectacular this season. Mm-hmm. And then you have Candy and her husband. And I'm pretty sure her husband is having an affair. I think there's rumors <gasps> and there's rumors that Drew's husband is gay, which <gasps> is so crazy. Like, why are we still perpetuating that storyline? Like of a gay husband. But why are we, and it's like, if it's true, why are you, why are, why is it okay to out somebody? It's not. But like, why is that conversation still allowed to be happening? Like, I've never understood that where people are shaming people who are allegedly, there's rumors about them being gay. It's like, who, first of all, one, who cares? And two, like, how dare you talk about that? Yeah. I, I just, I find it, even though we're such like an open culture, if somebody is struggling with their sexuality, respect it. Like, let them have it. Let them have the moment. Respect it. Like, I, the fact that we're still at a point in our culture where it's like, yeah, I've heard rumors that you, that you suck dick on the side or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's like, why I, it, it really irks me and it really bothers me because then they're talking about it in a public setting at a dinner and they're like calling him out. And it's like, what if he really is gay? Yeah. And what if Drew knows? Right. You know, it's, it's very strange to me. It's, it's, to me, it's like oddly homophobic. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know. But anyways, those are my two cents on Real Housewives of Atlanta. I can't wait to binge watch it. Oh, and Marlo got a peach. I love Marlo. I love her and her being, a, she calls herself a munty, a mom auntie. Oh my God. Cute. Because she takes care of the two kids. I do want to bring something up though. And I need you to watch this episode. Okay. There is a scene where, uh, oh my God, I just had a brain fart. <laughs> Marlo. Oh my uh-huh. God. There's a scene where Marlo is getting her ne- uh, nephew ready for prom uh-huh. and they cut to like the staircase. And there is one of those, uh, chairs that goes up the staircase <gasps> for old people in the house. Oh, which leads me to believe that Marlo does not own that condo. I think they live with her like bedridden grandma. Oh, I see. My first thought was maybe Marlo has a sugar daddy. And that's who they're living with. Right. Because isn't that how she says she got her money is like her that house is and it's really cute. It's what it's like that house that um like a three-story townhouse like yeah. it's connected and it shares walls but they're really pretty yeah but when I saw that chair that goes up the stairs I was like oh I bet she lives with her grandma but man I didn't even think about her living with an old man I'm just wondering because I just and I don't know but I rem- I recall that's what how she said she got a lot of her money either that's what she said or I mean, that's yeah. what people alleged either you know, way I think she has been open about having a sugar daddy I just didn't think that she was still doing it Hey, why not TV? I guess we'll find out. I mean, if they keep giving. Okay. Really quickly. Let's do Beverly Hills and then Dubai. Tell me your thoughts on Beverly Hills. I am very uncomfortable watching Beverly Hills. Thank you. I'm very uncomfortable because I don't know what to think or feel. And it's not in my position to. Like, I don't know how Crystal feels because I'm a white girl. You know what I mean? I've never been a person of color. So I don't know how it feels to be offended by that. But I really don't think Sutton meant to be offensive. I think she just has a bad way of saying words. Okay, really quickly, let's rewind. Going back to the Palm Springs when they're at the Palm Springs house Mm -hmm. and Crystal comes over and she goes, what she said, you guys don't know everything she said. She said something that was dark. Remember when we saw the trailer, we thought that was about Kathy. Yes. We, we thought that sit down was about Kathy. Yeah. I never expected it to be about Sutton. No, me neither. I and thought so, we cleared that up last season. So did I. And so I think that Crystal is a deeply insecure human mm-hmm. and she has clear, she has trauma from something in her life where somebody has made her feel less than or mm-hmm. not smart and whether that comes from family or if that comes from people being racist to, towards mm-hmm. her or just people in the community being derogatory, like there's some deep trauma there of feeling insecure where she feels like she has to articulate herself in a specific way and uh-huh. always sound smart. And it's like very condescending. Uh-huh. And, and that's why she gets caught up in these words, but I feel like she misuses the words. Like, I don't think she knows how to express herself. Yeah. And yeah. And I also think that she's a, I think Is she's she a, a Virgo. I don't know, but she, she's somebody who's like stirs up drama and just makes up like a pathological liar. Yeah. Who says it's like things she, for attention. I always, you know, this is, this is how I always looked at Crystal. I feel like Crystal is 
like the really pretty mean girl from high school who like lies all the time. Yeah, a hundred percent. Let's see what her zodiac sign is. Aquarius. That actually totally tracks. What is the? What is? Explain that to me. My my father is an Aquarius. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Nothing else has to be said. There you go. <laughs> Dramatic. <laughs> boisterous very outspoken there you go I'm telling you what okay now let's move to Dubai because I just have to say like how my jaw dropped on the floor when the family was in the pool and they added fucking ice cubes to it for over a thousand dollars I was like I there are people that are starving <laughs> I know you I frozen water and melted water Okay, what were your initial like? Did we did you like the first episode? I loved it. Okay, I was you loved just it. taking like ten so out of about. ten. Yes, I can't wait to keep watching. You gave that first episode a ten out of ten. I did because, and I'm going to tell you why. I felt like we were introduced very like uh, wholeheartedly to every single one of the women. We got to meet a lot of their families, which can't be said for a lot of these other broads on these programs. Okay. I feel like the wealth is apparent in the first episode. Okay. And at the end of episode one, there was already an intriguing, dramatic moment. Okay. And to me, I mean, to kick off an entire series like that is impeccable when we've gone through so many, I mean, season, whatever of New York, when we all were just like, pull the plug, you know, I mean, they did. (laughs) Right. I mean, this is just so refreshing. Okay. That's interesting. I gave it kind of like a five or six out of 10 for Mm -hmm. the first episode. I wasn't loving the production value and the way that they were producing the show. I don't like how the ladies are sitting and I don't know if it's because it's different than what I'm used to where I'm being hypercritical. Uh I didn't like the introductions and I didn't, I don't feel like we got to know the house. I don't, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't love it, but Mm -hmm. I did. I was very, I was unimpressed with Caroline Stansberry. Her relationship is weird. Okay. And are we all going to, like, are we just all acting like this is normal that the husband's 25? (laughs) Okay. I don't mind that the husband is 25. I mind that the husband is always there. Yes. It's worse than Ken Todd. I'm like, get out. Oh my gosh. When the, when I think it was Sarah came over Mm -hmm. and he was standing there. And then when he finally excused himself, I was like, thank God. But in the most recent episode, he sat down with them at the table outside. Like, I was like, what are you doing? Come on. You're not on the program. Just sit down. Yeah. And then Ion, Chanel Ion, I was very off put by her. Oh. The first, the first episode, I was like, dear God, she's like chumming up for the cameras. This isn't who she is. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't, this is going to be so I don't know if it's sexist or like so traditionalist in what I'm about to say. Okay. 
but it kind of annoyed. I didn't like her personality. And then I thought that she was single, like a single mom. Uh huh. Right. And she was just giving me annoying energy. And then I thought she was really annoying to Caroline Stansberry at the dinner. Uh huh. But when I tell you, I watched the second episode and I watched her on watch what happens live. Uh huh. I did not know she's been married for 20 years. Yeah. The fact that, and I didn't know anything about obviously her background with her family. Mm-hmm. When she was on Watch What Happens Live, a star was born. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I'm oh, so excited. My God, it could have been one of the greatest housewife debuts of all time. Oh my God. Like she is shady. She's beautiful. She's fucking funny. Uh-huh. Her husband ended up coming out and like popping in to say hi. Like it was just fabulous. And she's so gorgeous. She gives me Chanel Iman vibe or um, she gives me Iman vibes. Mm-hmm. And I just, I absolutely loved it. And it really changed my perspective of the show. Yeah. I love, I love her when her tagline was, they, they hate me because they're basic. I genuinely screamed. I was like, that is fucking cool of her. Like, I can't believe that. <laughs> and I don't think th- this is going to be controversial. Oh, God. I think that Caroline Stansberry has some stiff competition. Oh. And I don't think that she's got housewife energy. <gasps> Why? I don't. I. I don't know. I'm just not getting it from yeah. her. Like to me, Lisa, I love Lisa. I do. I love them all. I love Lisa. And then I love Nina. She's cool. Mm-hmm. I love like the American perspective, like American Dubai perspective of like, yeah, them celebrating Thanksgiving. Like when they were talking about Thanksgiving, I was like, oh, I didn't know it, like the Arab community had a Thanksgiving. Oh, I didn't either. No, but I, that's what I thought. But they were talking about American Thanksgiving. Oh. Like, I thought they were celebrating <laughs> some type of Middle Eastern holiday. Yeah. And I was like, that's weird. They call it Thanksgiving. And then when they were all like, oh, it's my favorite holiday from back home. I was like, oh, Aww. this is so fun. I just, like, I'm loving them. I really Caroline am. Is, I think Caroline's a dud. Um, and I feel like there's fake money there. Well, see, her money's her parents' money. And I guess that money's oil money. Oh, so she's got, so I bet I got, mean, the way these gas prices are going, Caroline must just be a pig <laughs> and shit, you know? I mean, when she said that they were living in that house and then building a home down the street, I was like, okay. And then she's like, yeah, and you can't have a mortgage. I'm like, oh, so you're just paying cash. Okay. I'm glad you brought that up because that just reminded me of some of the things that have been said in the confessionals of like, yeah, we're not allowed to go. I'm not allowed to get a divorce because I'm Jewish and I'm a woman. Yeah, like, like I can't do this because I'm this. We can't uh, get married here, so we had to go over here. I'm like, you guys are so lucky you're rich. Imagine two poor people falling in love. But the humanitarian, and I know there's a lot of talk about the humanitarian crisis over there. Yeah, and it's like we've known that that has gone on for, I mean, sometimes decades. And yeah, that's where I have a really hard time with with Dubai. Yeah. Is it, it's not, it's so out. What is that outdated or? Yeah. It's like so old school and like, but it's not even, it's, people don't it's, have rights. If you're not, not like a that, man, I was like, it's, I don't even think that's old school. Like that is antiquated. 
Yeah. I mean, we did get the right to vote in like the 30s. So <laughs> don't even get me started on women's less, rights. <laughs> less than a hundred, less than a hundred years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, those are my thoughts, but I mean, I'm so excited. I'm living for all of these seasons for real. Pre- premonition. Uh-huh. Dubai is going to give us the greatest reunion looks of all time yes they have they have actual money like they are going to be gorgeous and for me like the -the over-the-top confessional looks like if they were to do them I don't think we've really seen anything over the top but if except for Ayan I guess she's Uh over the top but if they were to give us like Erica Jane Dorit looks it makes sense over there it I doesn't make sense when they get the housewives get all dolled up in like yeah. Beverly Hills. I don't know why. Or like Palm Desert. You know, the yeah. other thing that I'm living for. Yeah. Is the full body confessional. I hate it. Really? I hate it. I hate it. I love it. I love I, seeing the rest of the outfit. I don't know why. And I don't, I don't know why. I, I don't like it. Uh, I don't know. I love I it. I don't, I know. Okay, well, should we talk about our stories? I don't know how long we've been chit-chatting. Yes, of course. Okay. Mine, are, mine are fairly short, but they're 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 current event. <laughs> do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Sure, I'll go. Well, okay. of course, mine are, I have three. Mine are depressing. Okay, mine are not that depressing. So... Uh, did you hear about this Disney star? His name is Stony Westmoreland. He was an actor on a TV show called Andy Mack. The Secret Life of Andy Mack? Is that what it is? Is that the one where she fell into a tub of goo and then became like... <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. Oh, I've never seen this show. Nope. Okay. This is not what I thought it was. Oh, okay. So the dad, I guess, I, he's an adult. He was arrested in 2018 for allegedly trying to have sex with an underage boy. He was sentenced to two years in federal prison with 10 years of supervised release. What? Two years? That's it? Yeah, which I would love to look at the pleadings because I want to know why two years. Is it like it seems like a very light sentence well especially if they're like we'll give you two years but we're gonna have to watch you for at least 10 but according to usa today this the actor was originally charged with six counts of alleged sex crimes but only pleaded to one count of using interstate facilities to transmit information about a minor i bet he went to the library I don't know why I thought he was at like a truck stop. Like, inter- <laughs> that makes so much sense. You know, like and I know the truck stop payphone <laughs> because inner. I obviously I don't I don't know what the, the facilities were, but when I heard interstate facilities, I was like, he's at the truck stop texting someone. <laughs> <laughs> Ew! I fucking hate those rest stop bathrooms where there's no Ooh. mirror and everything is scratched up. <laughs> I was and there's. Say- water on the floor for some reason but who who was it who was it that decided we're not gonna put glass as a mirror because obviously somebody can break in people can get hurt so we're gonna do a rusted piece of metal that was obviously that was a man 
a man. Like a you man. can't see, you can't see yourself. There's a somewhat of a reflection. It's like, why are why do you need to put a piece of metal on the wall when that metal is the same metal that's used for the stalls? Like, let do me. You, did you have a tumbler back in the tumbler no. days? Okay. Uh-uh. There was like this tumbler movement mm-hmm. <laughs> for like a little bit where people were removing the mirrors from the bathrooms of like their high schools and stuff and being like, you're beautiful as you are and stuff like that. <laughs> and that's just what it gives me the vibe of like some tumbler girls, like we don't need a mirror. <laughs> some depressed truck driver. <laughs> Like drawing X's on his hands, straight edge for life, man. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh my god! Oh, oh! Chris made his debut. He's like, <laughs> "I'm back, bitches." God forbid we laugh. I know. Um, okay. Well, anyway, so he was. Uh, he's going to be required to register as a sex offender. He has to comply with search terms on his phone and other search terms. Ew. And he has to agree and submit to a DNA collection. Ew, so is he a R-A-P-E-Y vibe? Is uh, a DNA so collection? What is that about? I, when, when you're charged with a felony, like a oh, felony sex okay. crime. It's like a thing. Yeah. Okay. So, and it makes sense because if you were to go on and could commit some type of uh sexual assault right they They have uh, your dna already they did a SART exam they would be able to collect it and would match oh okay that's pretty cool yeah yeah and but anyways disney shame on you we'll be back after a quick break were you team Backstreet Boys or Sync? Britney or Christina? Simple Life or Newlyweds? With When They Popped, you don't have to pick a side because we're going to mention it all. When They Popped retells the stories of the late 90s and early 2000s biggest celebrities, trends, and phenomena like boy band mania, celebrity-based reality TV, and the rise of famous for being famous socialites. We'll unpack their rise to fame and uncover some facts you may have not known along the way. So throw up your away message and throw it back with us with When They Popped. Available wherever you stream your podcasts. Disney, shame on you. I thought Nickelodeon was the only children's network I had to hate. (laughs) I, I'm just, so it's like, is his career over? Like, no, is he a man in Hollywood? His career has just begun. Just begun. (laughs) There's going to be a documentary about him. Yeah. No, he's about to get the role of a lifetime. I just wonder, like, when, as I was reading this article of, like, the aftermath and the fallout of men that engage in this behavior who are married Uh and have children, like, how do you reconcile that? Like, how do you reconcile this, this need and desire to, need and desire to fornicate and with underage children and communicate with them and share explicit photos? Like, how do you reconcile that when you have children and you're alleged a family man? Like I have, how, I have no fucking idea. Like what happens? Like, do you abandon your life altogether? Do you start over? Do you hope that your wife stays with you? Like, do you have to explain it to your kids? Like how I mean, do you explain it to your kids? Right. I, it's a very, I, I wonder, like, have you ever done, I mean, this is, I hope this isn't taken the wrong way. Like, have you ever done something questionable or 
you know, that shocks your conscience or at least makes you second guess yourself of like, oh God, if I do this, like my parents are going to get, if my parents would be disappointed or, oh God, if I do this and somebody finds out, oh my gosh, I had to explain myself. It's like, you have those thoughts. So it's like, are men or women who engage in this type of behavior, do they have those thoughts or do they not have a conscience? Like, do they not? I don't think they have those thoughts. I think they go on impulse. So you don't think that like it, when men like this or females are on these underage websites, I think that's like literally a person who's so broken. Like to me, it's like the people who prey on children to mm-hmm. me, like you are, you you're fix. beyond rehabable. You yeah, know, you- it's like, <laughs> is rehabable not the word? It's not. Oh, <laughs> Rehabable is not a word. <laughs> not only was it not the word, it's not a word. <laughs> What's the word? Rehabilitated? Yeah, rehabilitated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like we, yeah, people we that can are, have nothing to do with you anymore. Like people, people that are pedophiles and people that are sexual abusers mm-hmm. of children, molesters there is a wire that is crossed where Mm -hmm. it is like, and I hate to compare it to this, but it is like an addiction, like alcohol, drugs, Mm -hmm. you legitimately, and it's a wiring, like you cannot change yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's really sad. It is sad. It's so sad because if like, we know that, that people can't be rehabilitated. It's like, you can't be back in the community. I'm yeah, sorry. exactly. No, you can't. Like, you're literally a danger to like our most innocent and like cutest little things. Wait, I want to see if this guy's got a family. I'm like, I'm fascinated by this. Like, like the Duggar guy. Oh, uh, like how? How? Well, you how know the Duggar mind? guy that was like known that he no, was I, like being bad to his sisters. No, I I know that, but it's like you're a family man. Like you have children. You have like, children. Exactly. That's the thing. Like we're trying to rationalize something you can't, that is so exactly, irrational. Yeah, you can't do that. Bless it's me. impossible. These people are just beyond. Okay, let's see. He has a wife. <gasps> Not for long. Hopefully. I mean, again, this is like a wiki bio thing that well, whoever said Wikipedia was not a primary source is a liar, Camille. Oh, such a liar, Camille. Oh my God, he's so scary. Yeah, he has a wife. It's just he such a, a bummer. Wife. It doesn't look like they have, they have children. Thank God. Thank God. But his poor wife still. Ugh. Oh, I, she must be sick. Yeah. Like sick to her stomach. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't not imagine. Okay. Okay. There's a, I'm going to speak very vaguely. Okay. There was a situation Mm -hmm. where I know somebody who worked in a field Mm -hmm. and they were looking at inappropriate photographs Mm -hmm. and their girlfriend found inappropriate messages on the phone Mm -hmm. and actually did the right thing and called 911 and reported it immediately. Oh, wow. Good. That's exactly Uh what should be done. And I don't know the circumstances. Like, I don't know the age of the children, but she saw it and was like, absolutely not. Good. And she called 911. Yeah. Good. That's exactly what should be done. Snaps for her. 
Okay. I have a, I have a story. Oh God. Tell me. Okay. Johnny Depp has been sued. Oh God. For beating someone else up. And this suit was initiated in 2018 by someone who worked on a film with him. So this guy named Greg Rocky Brooks, Rocky, okay. which is also interestingly the name Rocky of Rocky or Rocky, Rocky, R-O-C-K-Y, oh. like Rocky Mountains. Our, our bailiff's name was Rocky. Oh, really? I mean, it's a fun name, but this guy, Greg is suing Johnny Depp um, for allegedly inflicting emotional distress after punching Rocky two times in the ribs. Okay. Here's allegedly what happened. Allegedly, Brooks said to Johnny, look, there's only one chance to shoot this scene. Uh They were filming this movie called The City of Lies, which was about, um, I think it's about Tupac's murder. Oh. But I'm not 100% sure because I never saw it. But um, so the guy was like, look, we have one chance to film this scene. Like, we got to get it done. And that like triggered Johnny and allegedly it made him so pissed off that he goes up to Rocky Brooks and he goes, who the fuck are you? You have no right to tell me what to do, allegedly. And then he continued to scream obscenities at this this man. This was in a group setting, though. Correct. In the filming of the film. Okay. Okay, so then he offered, allegedly, Johnny Depp then allegedly offered this Rocky guy a hundred grand to punch him back. Like, listen, I'm sorry, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars. Like, if you could punch me back, you know, which like reminds me of like, you know, like when you when you're like fighting with your brother and then he hits you and then you're like crying, you know, when you're a kid and then he's like, no, no, no you can hit me back. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm so don't yeah. tell mom. Don't tell, don't mom. tell like, mom. That's how it like, very came tip ac- for tat. yeah, exactly. Like that's how it came across to me. But, uh, allegedly this Brooks guy like didn't react and Johnny Depp allegedly continued to scream and berate this man like on set until Johnny Depp's bodyguards like physically removed him allegedly. So then Greg Brooks was um, allegedly fired because the production team was like, sign this thing saying that you won't sue us um, or else you're fired. And he's like, no, I'm not gonna like give up my rights to sue you. So like, I guess fire me. You're on mute. <laughs> so you said that this was filed back in 2018. What's the actual data incident? Um, I'm assuming 2017. See, here's the thing: they wanted me to pay for the records, and after our pacer <laughs> ordeal, I'm just like, we're you, not fucking doing that anymore. You guys, we have a situation with Pacer, which is the online database where you can access criminal records, court filings on the federal level. I we have been regularly charged 120 dollars, like what every two months it's like every quarter it's like it's, they send us a bill every quarter we're like we didn't google anything or like yes. whatever so just be careful if you use pacer and you're somebody who doesn't really check your credit card statements use a burner card i think i think we should actually i'll go to target tomorrow and get one of the preloaded visas because it's just too much yeah i want to call them yeah 
do it. Doesn't make sense at all. No, yeah, we'll go so I, I didn't buy the documents because it's like, <laughs> it was just too much. We just and can't. We can't. I, we, we can't, can't afford it. We need we more can't. Patreon subscribers, which is just patreon.com slash allegedly Bravo. We have multiple tiers and every dollar helps. And like, we can give you more accurate information in exchange for like $3 a month. We're unemployed queens right We're now. We're unemployed <laughs> queens. <laughs> Oh boy. So are, do you think that Camille Vasquez and Mr. Ben Shu are going to represent Mr. Depp? I already know that they are because what is free on the LA County website is the register of actions. So I did uh-huh. get to see that Camille Vasquez and Mr. Ben Chu are counsel for him and have been really since the beginning. Interesting. Okay. This sounds like this. I mean, this, if this is true, it sounds like something that can easily be verified with multiple people, multiple witnesses, and also the bet and the wager of a hundred thousand dollars. He would have, somebody else would have heard this. (laughs) So apparently there was a script supervisor, um, who was there who like put in an affidavit that it wasn't true. Oh, Here's the thing. And, you know, call me crazy. Call me crazy. Okay. I just, I just feel as though there have been a lot of, and take this lightly, bottom feeders that are testifying in support of Johnny Depp coming out of the woodwork that I'm just like, really? The script supervisor's job is to be like, oh, you are wearing a bracelet in that scene. Put the bracelet back on. Like, it's just ridiculous. And the other thing I want to say is like, if I were Amber Heard, like, I would kind of be pissed. So I think that this is not the best time to sue Johnny Depp. You will He started it in 2018. I know that. But to, for for her to be reinitiated or re, like, Mm-hmm. I I just think it's going to be a very difficult battle to win with his public perception right mm-hmm. now. His counsel is obviously very good. Mm-hmm. And if he was smart and if there was any validity to this, he was, it's going to settle. So can I tell you the motions in limine that Johnny Depp's oh. team filed? Oh, and then what else I was going to say is Everybody, you said bottom feeders. I think that right now people want to be on the side of Johnny Depp, regardless mm-hmm. of whether bottom feeders or even higher ups or high up execs in yeah. the film industry. I think everybody's team Johnny right now. And I think it's going to be very hard to find somebody to testify against him uh-huh. or to be dragged into a legal battle with him in the next year or two. And can I just be honest? Like, I don't get it. I didn't buy a single thing he was selling. I really didn't. I was like, this guy's a fucking drugged out maniac with a temper. Like, I really believe that there was at least one incident of abuse, like at least, but I'm not on the jury. And so I just have to respect whatever they thought. Yeah, I, I was I was very fascinated by the finding of the jury in terms of it being um, them finding favorably for Johnny, but then also finding in favor of Amber Heard with regard to the statements that it was a hoax. 
mm-hmm. and finding that that those statements were in fact defamatory. Mm-hmm. So it's like the jury, the jury. Well, the thing I want to know is like if they think that those statements are defamatory, like that well, kind of yes. pushes this guy's claim. Like if they can bring that that up in this trial. Well, I think that, yeah, I think that the jury was like, hey, look, we we believe Amber Heard to a certain extent, mm-hmm. but we're not willing to find, obviously, like, we should, I just don't think the jury found her to be credible at all. Yeah. But I think they also, in a way, believed her, but they couldn't justify that belief because of how bad she was on the stand. I just can't understand, like, a world in which... I just would be like, okay, yeah, I think that there was abuse on both sides. I think you're both kind of assholes and you guys each owe each other a dollar just so that you fucking quit it. Like, you know, they get to come up with the money and it's like the way they came up with 2 million, like, or whatever million at the end was just like in 15 minutes, like there's no way you really talked about that. Like, in my opinion, they're like, just put 3000 or whatever the fuck, you know? I think that I thought it was going to be a total wash. Like I didn't think that they were going to find in favor of, of any of anyone or issue any type of compensatory damages. I thought Mm -hmm. if they did, it was going to be a dollar or $5. Yeah. Um, but it was a very interesting trial to watch because she was just so unlikable that it made Johnny Depp's testimony more believable. Like she, her level of credibility was so low and she acted so poorly on the stand that I think it pissed the jury off. Huh. It's like a jury, in my mind, it's almost like a jury nullification when you have, like, in a criminal case where you'll have a group of jurors who just maybe don't like a witness. Yeah. And what they'll do is they'll quit somebody just because they don't like a witness. So they'll find some little reason that's not justified to quit somebody. Yeah. And a lot of it, that's why presentation of a witness to a jury is so important Mm -hmm. it can make or break a case like and I don't think they prepared their witnesses oh my god I think Deb's team did but I don't think Hurd's team did I've had trials where you get off and if the trials that I've lost where you go up and you ask them like hey what happened like are you like what was it you ask the jury right yeah afterwards yeah afterwards and they'll be like, oh, I just like, didn't like this person's, I didn't like how they carried themselves on the stand. Like I didn't like their hair. I didn't like the way they dressed. Mm -hmm. I didn't like this. I didn't like that. Like very super. She was rude or whatever. Yeah. Or I didn't like the way she answered your questions. I didn't like the way that her body was facing away from the jury box. Like people will get caught up on those little things. And that Mm -hmm. can a lot of times determine their verdict, even though of course you're not supposed to do that but it's human nature. It's human nature. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Johnny's team moved, uh, emotions and lemonade to exclude one evidence and argument regarding other lawsuits Two evidence and argument regarding alleged drug and alcohol use by Johnny Depp to bifurcate punitive damages. Okay. To exclude evidence and argument regarding disputes with Amber Heard. (laughs) Yeah. And all of these, though, I will say were made 
all of these motions were made before 2020. Like these are all 2018, 2019 motions. So, yeah, but I mean, the Johnny Depp trial was very well. I mean, it was kicking off at that time. Oh, I mean, this, these are all like stacked on top of each other. I mean, it's one thing after another. I don't know how Camille and Ben Chu keep their files organized. Like what the fuck? Um, But then the other one was exclude paragraph 12 of the film LA monitor report, which I thought was interesting. And then they wanted to exclude the testimony of his expert, Terry Bridgeham. And of course I bought zero of these documents. So I don't know what the (laughs) fuck happened. I don't know who ruled on what or anything, but there's going to be a trial. There's going to be a trial, maybe a settlement. I, there's no way they're going to go to trial on this. There's no way. I, they have to settle. I mean, unless that guy's like, I don't give a fuck. We're going to trial. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You could get somebody, but a judge can also try to push settlement. I mean, there are so many times where you're like in chambers on a Friday night mm-hmm. trying to resolve a case and the judge is pushing it because the judge would rather sit in his chambers late Friday and get up early on a Monday and trial. Yeah. A thousand percent. Well, and it's like, I know that in every legal case, it's like the most important thing that's happening in those parties lives. And I get it. But at the end of the day, your problem is a dime a dozen. I know. And you're fucking irritating me really bad. And I'm sorry. Lawrence, but- Lawrence Pith guys. I just get mad. And you know what it is? It's family law. That's what pisses me off. Yeah. Yeah. It's the tip for tat. It's the tip for tat. It's it's, the episode should be called. It's it's you know what? I can't I can't drop my kids off at their dad's house because Johnny is um, has shingles. What the fuck? Or I'm not dropping the kids off at the house because Johnny went to Las Vegas last weekend and he was drunk. You right. Know, like and so I got, stupid. and I took a screenshot of it. And so you can yeah. see that this shot that he's taking is actually a vodka shot and he's drunk and on Coke. And you're like, no, he's not. He's psycho. at church. Well, speaking of psycho relationships, uh-huh. Rob Kardashian claims that black China is backing out of the revenge porn settlement. <laughs> What? How do you back out of that? So Rob Kardashian claims his ex-fiance Black China backed out of a deal that would settle her revenge porn case against reality TV, the reality TV star. Mm-hmm. It was set to move forward next week. There's a very interesting twist in this, though. Okay. So according to page six. Ooh. Oh, no. Sorry. Yanni according vibes. to... According to page six, so Black China, sorry, in court documents filed on Monday, Kardashian's attorneys asked the judge to enforce the settlement agreement that was allegedly proposed by China's attorney. Mm-hmm. Sources told page six that China was willing to drop the revenge porn claims against Kardashian if he helped her get out of an unrelated settlement filed by Pilot Jones, who was one of China's former boyfriends. Pilot Jones? So Jones sued Kardashian and Black China for defamation, cyberbullying, emotional distress in October of 2017, claiming the former couple falsely outed him as gay. Oh. So in an affidavit, 
one of Kardashian's attorneys said the revenge porn case should not move forward since both parties should not move forward since both parties had already agreed to settle. So it says at best, China's belated repudiation of the party settlement agreement is a strategy to exact monies from Rob at the 11th hour. At worst, at worst, it is a tactic deliberately intended to interfere with Rob's preparation for trial and prejudice his ability to fully and fairly present his defense. Hmm. Such outrageous conduct should not be counseled. So uh, China's counsel fired back saying under California law, settlement discussions are confidential. Rob Kardashian has violated California law by revealing alleged details of an ongoing settlement discussion. No, bitch. They're uh, they're not admissible as evidence. That's the rule. It's not that you don't have you can't talk about it. That's a prior restraint on your freedom of speech. I just found it to be fascinating that she's like using the court system to then negotiate to get out of another lawsuit. So saying, hey, look, so I saying hey look like help me out here and let's kick this jones lawsuit and Uh then i'll talk to you because i think she's struggling financially i mean she just lost that massive defamation case against kardashians okay and i'm ignorant as fuck so i really don't know what black china does besides be married to rob like was she a singer or a model like what i think she was a a music video girl who then turned into like an influencer only fans stuff. Oh, like, okay. Well, you know what? Go just look, I believe firmly as a person who works in the law, you will be so much, so much happier if you just write that check and disappear. Like the value that your life you will bring so? you. Oh, a thousand percent. Like, Write but the check, make it go away. Goodbye. No, I don't think that is the logic they use in that Kardashian household. They are so anti-China. Yeah, that's true. That I bet Chris is just like, we will do whatever it takes to but get rid of this. fueling the fire. Like every time this goes into like the press, <clears throat> excuse me, she's making money. Oh, her attorney is Lisa Bloom. Wow. We should see if Lisa Bloom will come on the podcast. She's so fun. I watched a great documentary on her and her mom. Well, uh, good luck to Black China. Here's the deal. I I say take the man for all he's worth, for God's sakes. They are a font of money. So it says that the judge has yet to rule on Rob's request to enforce the settlement deal to drop the revenge porn case. His attorneys asked for an emergency hearing to address the request and to push back the June 13 trial date should the revenge porn case move forward. So we're talking Monday. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this when, remember when all of those nudes of Black China were all over our Instagram? Yeah. This is that. uh, So according to Lisa Bloom, Rob Kardashian's Instagram account with over 9 million followers, which is sad that he only has 9 million followers. Well, come on. Was was deleted by Instagram after he posted photos of Black China's genitals, buttocks, and nipples. Yeah, I remember seeing the whole enchilada. In one post, Rob Kardashian said, this is a pic of China's chick. Oh my gosh. This is a pic China sent me before she fucked another man in her her house with my baby in the house and her son in the house. 
the statement was false and specifically designed to harm uh, Black China's reputation by slut shaming her. So I bet he's freaking out because the evidence is so damning against him. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, write the fucking check. My God, this is your reputation. Like, let everyone stop talking about it. Like, I understand pride and I understand being like, but I didn't do it. And it's like, okay, fine. You didn't do it, but you have more than enough money to make everyone not even care if you did it or not. Yeah, I actually agree with you that he should try to settle. And that's probably why he's freaking out because yeah, he didn't. He, well, I mean, the how do you contest that? I mean, how do you contest something where there's hard proof and hard, hard evidence of him posting it? Unless the pocket was straight up on Instagram. Do you remember it was like eight in the morning? Not even. Is it uh uh-uh. It was like the crack of dawn, honestly. Well. There was a crack and there was a crack. And I specifically, I remember exactly where I was when I saw her cooter. I'll never forget it. Okay. Wait, I was working at that cell tower place I worked at and I was sitting at the end of my, remember that? Yeah. And I was sitting at the end of my little cubicle and I opened my phone and it was full, full frontal vag. And I remember (gasps) this because my boss was right behind me. You guys, she does sex tapes. Good for her. Oh, yeah. Wow. He posted these photos. That's so mean. Uh, Of your baby's mom. Like, that's so gnarly. I just think he's trashy. I really do. I really do. Okay. um, Ready to hear about Halsey? Oh, yeah. I'm interested in this. Okay. So Halsey is being sued by her child's former nanny for wrongful termination and discrimination. Mm -hmm. So this nanny's all, look, you fired me and it was wrong. And Halsey was like, well, actually, you were drunk on the job and would leave my kid unsupervised. So then the nanny's like, well, actually what happened is I took time off work because I was experiencing a medical emergency and was then you fired drunk? me. Right. It's like, was that like outpatient rehab? Like what the fuck? Whoa. So then the nanny alleges that she was forced to work around the clock with like no days of rest and that she wasn't paid any overtime. Halsey is disputing the whole entire thing. And she's like, I think it's important that this is public because I absolutely didn't do that. Yeah, it's difficult for me to believe that as a mom, you would treat somebody like that. And especially if somebody of her caliber and her fame, knowing full well that if she does, you know, cheap stuff, like skip out on paying somebody, Uh then it's going to become a news story. Right. It's difficult for me to believe that she she did this, that Halsey Mm -hmm. fired her for that. Here's the other thing. As I've never been a mom, but when I am, I already know that I will be so anal about like whoever watches my kids, like one wrong move and you're out of here. Like I remember when, before I was born, so this is just stories that I've heard. Um, but one of my cousins had a nanny and the nanny beat the shit out of her and broke like six of her ribs and both of her arms. 
and then just left her there. And then my aunt came home from work to like a baby that was like all broken and had to take her to the ER and all this stuff. So it's like, I get it. Like I would fire anyone in a heartbeat that even remotely was like weird to my kid. Yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know, like uh, another, another instance of just like, make it go away because this is bad for all of you. But also I understand. Like I also, yeah, exactly. I understand Halsey being like, listen, like you're a danger to other children. Like you, you can't do things like this. Like she, this woman probably works for an agency. Yeah. And that's what I want to know is like, who found her? Like who found her drinking? Right. Well, I guess Halsey like came home and her kid was like by itself. And then they later found out that this woman like was from drinking. a nanny cam that she was drinking. Or is it just because like there was a bottle of Pinot Grigio that was. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I'm curious about that's that. That's what I in. That's what I'm intrigued by. Like, yeah. I would love to see more information on this because they're, maybe they're both right. Well, I also will say, like, is California not a at will state? You can quit and fire anyone for any reason. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what their contract was. That's true. I would assume it's at will, but. So, yeah, that's the story with Halsey. I wonder if there's like a combination of truth there where like Halsey walked in, the kid was sitting alone. Maybe the girl was in the kitchen and had a glass of wine, but had just left the kid and it was just poor timing yeah but she really wasn't drunk and then she fired her and she interpret you know it was yeah just- and the woman lived there she was a live-in nanny so it's like where does the line get drawn like if I live somewhere like when am I allowed to drink yeah if I live at work like oh god I can't imagine living at work can you imagine <laughs> No, I can't because we're unemployed queen, except for I actually have a job. You're an unemployed queen, but that's perfectly fine. Unemployed queen over here, baby. Okay. What's your next story? (laughs) Well, I'm going to, it's to me, I know I, my stories are so depressing. So, okay. There's this football player named Deshaun Watson. Have you heard about this? No, uh -uh. I've been under a rock all week. Okay. So he is a football player that played for the Texans. Okay. And there are like multiple allegations. And I guess this is not a new story. Like he was this, these facts whipped for a grand jury twice and the grand jury decided not to indict him for criminal behavior. But so allegedly what was going on is he would hire these masseuse to come in to give him massages. Mm Mm-hmm. And there are allegations that he met with at least 66 women for massages over a period of 17 months. Okay. And there are women that have come forward and said that he was extremely inappropriate during the time that he was receiving these massages and would ask for them to perform fellatio. And yeah, like very, very disturbing behavior. And I guess the New York Times did this article where there's evidence to suggest that the Texans, the football team, was aware that this behavior was going on and they had like non-disclosures and like there were times where he used the facilities to have these masseuse come in. Yeah. And so now he no longer plays for the Texans. He just signed some like massive $230 million five-year contract with another um, football team. But there's like damning evidence that he was inappropriate. And there was a woman who was like, yeah, 
I never came forward or pressed charges against him, but I gave him a massage and he asked me to suck his dick. Wee wee? Oh my mm-hmm. God. And, and then she asked him, she's like, Hey, I don't like, you're famous. Like, why are you doing this? Like, yeah. why are you putting your entire career at risk? Because he's a sick fuck. That's it. But isn't this crazy that this is, I mean, this is a massive, like, this is going to be a massive settlement. Massive. You know, I, I find that so repulsive of this man to do something like this because this is going to sound very privileged and it is okay. But George Glass and I have a massage therapist that comes a lot and leaves her little table at our house, you know, and this woman like should feel so comfortable in our home woman. Oh yeah. Your woman, my woman. Yeah. Like, or person, whoever, like I'll speak generally then like this, any person giving a massage to someone in their, in that person's, um, home or area of familiarity, like that person should be able to come in and feel comfortable knowing. Cause it's like, you're pretty much naked under there. No one wants to see a naked person. Nobody wants to see that. So like knock it off, shut the fuck up, let this woman or person or whatever, whoever's doing it, just physically relieve pain and go. Yeah. And then go. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So of the 66 women, okay, the 24, there are 24 who sued him, including two who have filed suits within the last week. In one of the lawsuits, they alleged that Watson masturbated during a massage. <gasps> Another woman sued, but then withdrew the complaint because of privacy and security concerns. Oh, Two women yeah. filed criminal complaints against Watson, but did not sue him. At least 15 therapists who issued statements of support for Watson at the request of his lawyers and gave him massages during that period. At least four therapists from Genuine Touch, the massage therapy group, contracted with the Texans. Wow. Five women identified by the plaintiff's attorney during the investigation for their civil suits and at least 15 other women whose appointments with Watson were confirmed through interviews and records reviewed by the Times. And a deeper look into the civil suits, including a review of private messages entered into evidence, show the lengthy efforts by Watson to book massages and use the methods and the methods he used to ensure the women he could be trusted. One woman who sued Watson was a flight attendant who began taking massage therapy classes during the pandemic. She and Watson were in the same social circle, but Watson acknowledged in a deposition that they had never really spoken except to say hello. But then there's like deposition transcripts. There's text messages. Wow. Between them. I mean. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Like if I'm, I'm sorry, you are just so fucking sick if you take advantage of someone when their line of work is to try to heal you and like relieve pain and like make you better at your job of catching fucking footballs or whatever the hell like Mm -hmm. fuck off dude fuck off it's just I feel so bad for all those people So it says one of these massage therapists said during an interview with the times that he got fully undressed and was directed her toward his groin. While she said there was no sexual contact 
she believed that he was seeking more than a professional massage. I mean, and, and I'm sorry, but a woman always knows. Yeah. And he's adamantly denying that at any time he was making sexual advances. Shock. Wow. I mean, that's just disgusting. He should be ashamed. When have you ever been paid or when have you ever paid a massage therapist $5,000? Never. Wow. That's a lot. And then he sent a text message to one of the employees and said, I told you, I'll show you how to get money from men. That's my specialty. You guys read this New York times article is very well written and very well documented. I'll link it in our, I'll link it in the episode. And you know, what's the saddest part is like, this is a man who is physically attractive. Like, he is well, a handsome yeah. man. And what happened in his life where he feels the need to sexually assault women is beyond me. I, and the I fact that there's don't know so, how people get to that point. But the fact that there's so many of them, like, this isn't one or two. Like, you're a habitual offender. There's 24 women. He needs More to go to that. prison. <laughs> Send him. I wonder what's going to happen. Hopefully he goes to jail. Okay. Yeah, so but anyways, okay. That was my last story. Okay. My last story is obviously just to put a bow on it. Tom Girardi has been disbarred. Okay. My bitch. My bitch. So the California Supreme court disbarred Tom Girardi on June 1st, 2022 and ordered him to pay more than $2 million plus interest to clients who never received funds, which made me laugh because not even a couple weeks ago, Erica was like, we don't even know that there are people who didn't get paid. And it's like, I'm so glad you brought that up because that statement was so offensive. So offensive to every victim that has well-documented proof that they have not been paid as well as well-documented proof that Eric or Tom Girardi funneled the money and embezzled the money. I mean, come on. How dare you say something like that? Wearing the Cartier ring that should have been some girl's fucking bladder mesh. She's so I'm, I'm having a real problem with Erica Jane. I think that her conversations are so her, her commentary is so ill-timed. I agree. It's just, she's, she's like one of those, she's one of those people that wants to have an opinion and wants to say something in a group full of like funny comedians or stuff, you know, people who are Mm -hmm. really funny and bantering where she just like says shit so that her voice is heard. Yeah. That's who Erica is. Like nobody cares about her opinion. Nobody seems to like value her advice in any way. So in order for her to get screen time, she has to say crazy shit. And the other thing that I find bizarre is the gamut of fucking accents this woman uses. It's like, who is Erica Jane? It's the alcohol. You think? I swear. Yeah, yeah. I think that, I think it's alcohol and it's a mood. Like her, her accents are mood swings. Because she's, um, she claims she's from Georgia. So it's like, uh, or whatever. Is that not where she's from? Maybe. Yeah, but she, it's just. 
Well, and you know who you know who else's voice bothers me is Sutton. Her accent, her slow drawl is really starting to become annoying. Okay. Because it's not it's not being you it's not natural. It's being used as a it's performative. Okay, so you think Sutton has a performative accent. Oh, I God, I agree. Yeah. I agree with you. Okay, here's the deal. I understand that as people from California, I don't know. Do we talk fast or slow? I don't know. We're definitely not on the same speed as like the morning toast, but holy fucking shit. Erica Jane's Georgian divorcee accent (laughs) makes me want to just put everything on fast forward. I'm like, can you please, for the love of God, finish your sentence? I, I don't even care anymore at this point. (laughs) She's so annoying. She's um, insufferable. Did you see the article about her? The fact that Erica Jane has become has reconnected and become closer to her ex husband, Thomas Zizzo. No, but I don't doubt it. But is he rich? Because that's not going to work out. I don't know. His he's the father of the the bebe of the. The police officer who was involved in the Pasadena avalanche or what have you. (laughs) And also I love that she feels she was on watch what happens live and she, they brought up the snowing. Yeah. With the, they brought up the snowing in Pasadena thing. And it's like, it wasn't snow. It hails there. Like a heavy hail is not snow. Okay. And as someone who just recently experienced actual heavy hail, and is traumatized with actual nightmares from it. It didn't even fucking really hail. Like barely anything happened. The I guarantee you that there was not enough anything on the road to make any car slip. You have a higher chance of hydroplaning in a flash flood than anything happening to you in that pathetic hail. <laughs> you know, I mean, literally just the other day and. I know I'm sounding like a special weather person, um, but like there was hail literally the size of golf balls raining down on me while I was driving. I did see that. And it was not as bad as Erica Jane's son makes it out to be. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. So I want to read a comment from the um, state bar of California's chief trial counsel, George Cardona. Okay, Okay. so he says, Tom Girardi has done significant and profound harm to many. And while his disbarment does not minimize those impacts, it is an acknowledgement of the people he victimized. As an agency, public protection is at the core of our mission, and we are taking the necessary steps to ensure what occurred does not happen again. And now what I find interesting is before that statement, Tom Girardi had been sued at least 45 times for malpractice, malpractice or mis- misappropriation of funds. And I want to know, like, what are the steps that are being taken by the state bar to ensure this doesn't happen again? Because there are practices and policies in place that, sh- that there are policies in place that preexisted this. Yeah. but. I think that there were certain people that turned a blind eye Mm -hmm. to these allegations and chose intentionally to not pursue any type of disbarment or disciplinary action. I agree. And it's like, so are those people fired? 
No. Have those people been let go from their jobs at the state bar? Like, absolutely not. That's what I want to know because it doesn't just be, it's not like this is a new thing. Like these right. policies and this have been isn't in occurring in a vacuum. This is a yeah. lot of things are happening that have uh, allowed such injustice to occur. Yeah. So loser vibes, loser, loser, loser double loser, whatever. Get the picture. Duh. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any criminal behavior? You know what? I don't. And I've been trying to, I've been trying to, and I'm sure I do. And I'm sure something will come to me. I mean, I did see something on Instagram today and I think Texas toast should be outlawed. Oh, like you mean that the buttered toast? Yeah. But like, why do people eat barbecue or eat like a meal? And then there's just a chunk of white bread on the side. You know, I really have no idea. And and it's gross. Like it's thick wonder bread. It is thick wonder bread. I, I guess I don't understand the purpose of it. Especially when it's like there are so many better, you know, maybe it's to soak up the barbecue sauce. But there's so many better breads out there. Like, give me a baguette. Give me a fucking cornbread with actual pieces of corn. Yeah. I I don't get the Texas toast thing. And I would love if there's anybody out there that is from Texas or the South that is just like a diehard. Like I've seen frozen Texas toast at the store. Like I purchased it it. and I bought it. And honestly, I've really liked it. And I think it's because it reminds me of the bread version of s'mores marshmallows where it's crispy on the outside and gooey (laughs) on the inside. (laughs) Wait, what did you do with frozen Texas toast? I, oh my God, I buttered it on both sides and put it in the air fryer. That's and it. And you just ate it? And I just ate it. I guess to me, that makes more sense than putting it on as, as a, like, a, it's not a side. Like it's not <laughs> a side dish. Have you? Ne- okay. So yeah, I mean, I guess I get it. It's not a side dish, but I would consider it a side of a side. Like it's something on the table. It's like the bread at, you know, whatever restaurant is your favorite isn't a side dish, but it's definitely a side to the side. Don't, uh. I don't know. Okay. So I'll just say my criminal behavior is very specific oh, and it is people who are just rude at the drive through And I had an experience this week that is beyond any experience I've ever had at a drive-thru. Like an employee or a customer? A customer being rude to anyone at a drive-thru. Okay, so what happened? So I go to this place called Caribou Coffee. It's like a wonderful chain out here. And um, there's one drive-thru on my way to work. So I'm getting ready to drive through it because I don't want to get out of my car and park. And there's one person ahead of me in line. And I have my window rolled down because it's really nice. And the woman in front of me is ordering and she's like literally yelling at the people (laughs) on the other end about how they forgot her caramel last time and her plain black coffee and how that's completely unacceptable. And I was like, listen, Lauren, don't honk. Just sit there and just wait your turn. You know, like it's too early for this bullshit. I waited my fucking turn. I ordered my thing. And then it's, I pull up behind the woman at the like payment counter (laughs) and she's holding out like a $5 bill or whatever. And the barista just like takes the $5 bill and brings it inside of the store to, you know, 
put it in the fucking cash register like a normal person. This woman in this car, I kid you not, screams, what the fuck is your problem? Uh, Cash, she takes change, like quarters and whatnot, and fucking chucks (gasps) it with her elbow, elbow forward, chucking into the window. I lost my shit. I lost my shit. What did the what did the employee do? Did the they employee hit? was like, "Ma'am, don't throw things." So I just laid on my horn. I laid it on. I just until she turned around and started flipping me off. And I go, "Ma'am, it is way too early for you to be acting like such a fucking fool." Yeah. Drive forward. You're done. Yeah. She's like, I want my coffee. So the person puts the, I mean, the poor person must have been fucking scared straight. Imagine handing a person that insane, a hot coffee. Like I would never, I would never, I just wouldn't place it on the windowsill and close the window. I would throw it and be like, go bye. (laughs) And then she proceeded to tell me to fuck myself and all this stuff. And and I just said, ma'am, I'm happy holding my coffee and you're upset not holding coffee. So fuck you, I guess. And now you're out a bunch of quarters. Yeah, now you're out a bunch of quarters. So my criminal behavior is like, don't be rude to people who are just trying to fucking help you out. Especially in the morning. Like, I promise you, I promise you as someone who has been on like the customer service giving end of things. Uh, it's not my goal at all to interact with you other than the two seconds I have to. That's it. Nobody on the other side of that counter wants to make your life hard because it would make their life hard and they're not getting paid enough for that. Yeah. And you're usually getting mad at them for something that they have it's, no control over. I mean, so what? Someone forgot your caramel sauce. So what? <laughs> I just am beyond. So loser, loser, um, loser, double loser. Speaking of, I kind of do have a, another criminal behavior just that I want to briefly talk about is Britney yeah. Spears getting married. I think she should be conserved. That's it. Um, Britney Spears already got married. I know. I think she can. I think she should still be conserved. We're going to disagree on that till the very end. No. (laughs) Okay. That's our episode. You guys. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. And oh my God, please check out. I I forgot to say it at the very top. We have some fabulous episodes with Bravo and blaze legally 40 ish and a fabulous interview that I did with blonde hair, black heart regarding the whole Patrick summers of it all. So check it out wherever you're listening to this. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye.